Okay, Boker Tov. <coughs> Today's daf is daf Yud Ches in Yuma. All right, uh, muscle, from the Mishnah, Muslos Kanim Mizikne Bezdin. Okay, we're talking about during the seven days that the coins in quarantine uh, before Yom Kippur. Now they um, <coughs> they turn them over to elders of the Zikne Bezdin. These are Tamri Chachamim. The Koran Lefanim Besediyom, and they teach him. They read for him from Achrimos, the Seder of the Avoda on Yom Kippur, to teach him this, make sure he does this every day to learn it well. Vomlo, they tell him, Ishi Kohen Gadol, Sir, Kohen Gadol, Karata read it yourself with your own mouth, read these psukim, Shema Shechachta, maybe you forgot these words. And words, you have to be well-versed in the rules of Yom Kippur and the halacha of the, of the Avoda. Shema Shechachta, O Shema maybe you never learned. Is that possible that he never learned these halachas? He didn't learn Chumash? Tomorrow we'll talk about this. Erev Yom Kippurim, that's during the seven days, but on, on Erev Yom Kippur, during the, on the seventh day of his isolation, they put him up, they stand him up next to, in the eastern side of the Azar, uh, and they pass before him these different animals, Parim the different animals that he's going to see. Not that he needs to identify what's a par, what's an island, what's a kevis, that presumably he knows, but to make him familiar, make him think about the shechita of these various animals, how he's going to perform them the next day, so his should, mind should be set for these things. And not to recognize which is which. Presumably he knows what's a bull, what's a ram, what's a limb, but just what's a lamb, but rather he should recognize and think about what he has to do. To think about how he's going to deal with each animal. During all seven days, meaning during the first of the six, uh, the first six days, of the seven days, he could ask for whatever food he wants, you know, like a, like a prisoner, right? He can, he can ask, they give him any kind of food that he wants. Ervim Kippur, Ervim Kippur, Im Chashecha, as it gets dark, meaning as it's Yom Kippur, Ervim Kippur in the afternoon, they didn't want him to eat a lot, because the food, if you eat too much, that makes you tired and brings on sleep. We don't want him to sleep. He doesn't. He's not allowed to sleep the the Leil Yom Kippur at night. He's up the whole twenty four hours basically. He can't sleep at night because we're afraid if he sleeps at night, he might uh, see Shichva Zera. He might have a sperm passing from him, and he'll become tummy. He won't be able to do the avoda. So to avoid that, we don't let him sleep the whole night. So we, therefore, we don't feed him too much on the air of Yom Kippur. He's supposed to eat on Yom Kippur, but not, we don't feed him too much. Don't cause him to sleep. I understand why they say, listen, read the parsha of Achrimos, because maybe you forgot, forgot something. He never learned. Is it possible he never learned? Do you make a Kohen Gadol, a person who's such an Amaris, and he never learned the Chumash? The Kohen Gadol, who is greater than his brothers. What does that mean? He's greater. He should be a strong person. He should be among the you know top guys and you know greater than everybody else in strength, benoy, and beauty, good looking, bechachma, and wisdom, a learned person, uva osher and wealth. Some say, how do you know that if he's not wealthy, so they make him wealthy. It's a mitzvah, and Farshim say from here also, it's a mitzvah to support great people, Tamid Chachamim and the Kohanim, the leaders of the generation. The one who is greater than his brothers, make him, you make him, your obligation is to make him greater, make sure he has wealth and he's greater than his brothers. Okay, in, in terms of wealth also. So what do you see over here? You see that, 
uh, a coin gadol is not supposed to be an ignoramus who never learned Chumash. He's supposed to be great in Chachma. Amar Yosef Lokasha. Kam Mikdash Rishon, Kam Mikdash Sheni. That's how it was supposed to be. In the Mikdash Rishon, in the first place, they did that, but in the Mikdash Sheni, things went bad. And uh, they set up anybody, anybody who had enough money could pay to become the coin girl. Dom Ravasi. Ravasi is a famous story that Tarkva de Dirme Ailu Be Marsa Basmaisis. Marsa Basmaisis, Martha, the daughter of Bysus, was a, the uh, community came to Baitusim. Uh, she was a very wealthy widow, and she married, uh, she married Yoshua Ben Gamla, and she paid a, a fortune, Tarkva de Dirme, three kav, that's like a half a saw of um, gold coins. She gave that Liyanai Malka to Yanai the king. In order to make her husband, Yoshua ben Gamla, who she married, make him the coin girl. So you see that people were given the uh, kunagdola based on wealth and corruption and, you know, things like that. Not, as the world hasn't changed in many years, right? That things are corrupt and bribes and things of that sort. And that's what happened at the second base mission, as we learned before. Earlier, we learned in, in the how and Shkolem and here that uh, they didn't live out the year, many of them, because they were corrupt and uh, they weren't deservant of the Kunigdola. So the point is, yeah, there were some in the, in the first place, I means you're and right. Also, they only... also Ephraim? Yes. And also they were appointed by the king, which is... Yeah, also, also, right, here, right, right, right correct. appointed correct. by the king. Right, right. The, uh, so there's a Shiloh who this king was. This is not the king that killed the Chacham Yisrael, it was a different one, but anyway, the point was, yeah, it was all corrupt. So in, in, in the morning... We said Evan Kippur, they, they passed the animals in front of him, and then, um, um, uh, you know, all these different animals. What animals are on the list? Parm, Elam, uh, Bulls, rams, and sheep. So the Gemara says, what about Tana uh, Afasirim? What about goats? The he goats were also here, the Sar Lazazel, the Sar Lashem. But Tana Didan, why didn't our Tana mention Sirim? He mentioned the other animals. My time of Tana Sirim, keeping the Alchekos, since they come for a sin. He doesn't want to, you know, if he thinks about the sins that they did, that'll make him, uh, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be he'll be discouraged, he'll feel bad, and he'll think about the sins, and he'll wonder if he's going to, if he's really capable of atoning for the sins. So we don't want him to feel too bad. And as he knows the rules, uh, but we don't want to remind him of the sins. What do you mean? So par also comes for the sin. So why do you bring, if, you're, if you don't pass the, uh, the goats in front of him because of, he's going to remember the sins that they did and it'll make him feel bad, uh, par is also coming for the sins. This is par, the par, since the par comes to atone for him and for his brothers, his brother, his Kohanim brothers, Hudasi. So if among his brothers who were Kohanim, if any of them had sinned, made Allah, he would probably know about it. It's his family, right? He knows, uh, and presumably even though there were a lot of Kohanim, he knows all the Kohanim families. And he would encourage him to do tshuva, and he wouldn't have reason to feel bad, so he's not going to feel so bad. In other words, the sins of the par, he's not going to be that worried about it, because if there were really sins, they would probably have atoned for it, he would have encouraged that. But cool Yisrael, but he doesn't know all the Jews, there's so many Jews that uh, he can't know all of them, and there may be many that sinned, and therefore he's going to feel bad. He doesn't know if they did shuba, so that'll discourage him more. Um, Ravina, Ravina says, That's why there's a saying that people say, If your nephew, the son of your sister, became a, a policeman, 
see in the marketplace, not to pass in front of him. In other words, he knows all your secrets, right? If all of a sudden, you know, uh, in the family, they know what kind of a person you are. And now one of them becomes a policeman, better be careful because he, uh, he's going to catch you. And uh, it'll easily, uh, because he knows you well, he knows also, Rashi says, he knows your wealth and what you do. And he'll find an excuse to, uh, to extort money from you. So be careful about that. In other words, the people in the family know what the kind of person, uh, kind of person he is. During the seven days, meaning the six out of seven days or six and a half out of seven days, they gave him any food that he wants. But Erevim Kippur, in the afternoon, they didn't give him. So what did they give him on Erevim Kippur? So he says they would give him saltus ubeitzim. They would give him... Uh, f- uh, flour, fine flour cooked um, uh, cooked dish and eggs, Kedei uh, Lamasmaso, that would serve as a laxative because we want him to be able to uh, uh, get, to make him have, uh, you know, to make him run to the bathroom today so that tomorrow when he's doing all this complicated avoda, he wouldn't have to have a bathroom issue the next day. Amalo, they answered Rebutev Anakos, they said, no, that's bad because that could bring him to sexual excitement also, and that's the last thing we want is for him to become tummy. So therefore, don't feed him those things. The eggs and uh, fine flour make him, bring him, uh, bring him to, uh, to be uh, overheated, so to speak. So don't do that. So they don't give him the following foods. So there are a bunch of abbreviations. We'll explain what the abbreviations are in a minute. They stand like lo avi, which stands for three different foods. We'll see what they are. Barmila lo abavai, with an extra base in there. We'll see what that stands for. Yesham aflo yayin lovin. Don't bring white wine. Um, uh, and some say don't bring him white wine. These are all foods that are not good for him to eat because they could cause, they, they could uh, sexually excite him. Lo abi, what does abi mean? Lo esrog, lo beitzim, lo yayin yashem. Not an esrog, we know what that is. Eggs or aged wine. Don't bring them, don't, don't feed them those things on Erevim Kippur. Vamila Abavi, which are the same, except they add an extra base in there, low esrog, low beitzim, low basashum, and not fat meat, below yain yashan. He adds that extra base, that's the basashum. Yeshamim, aflo yain lovin, not even, some say you shouldn't even give him white wine. Meshayain lovin, maybe esodim deitum, because it causes him to be defiled. Again, it, cause, it might cause him to, uh, to increase his sperm, whatever, and, um, and uh, he'll, he'll, and, and, if he, and if he has an emission of, of Sheikh Vazera, he'll be tummy and won't be able to be a voter on Yom Kippur. So we take all these precautions. Tanur Zov. Now, what is a Zov? There is a, a person who has Sheikh Vazera who comes out of him. He's tummy for the day, right? He's supposed to go to the mikvah and he's Torah at night. And uh, in the time of Ezra, Yasser also uh, learning Torah, etc. That was Sheikh Vazera. Rashi explains that Sheikh Vazera is, uh, well, first let me say, that's Sheikh Vazera. Zav is a different thing. Zav is, they translate usually as gonorrhea, but it's a sickness. And it and the emission that comes out of it, obviously it also comes out of his penis, but it looks a little bit different. And and uh, he's only Tomei if it came out naturally. In other words, like it came from dead skin or something in his body, and it, and it came out that way, and that makes him Tomei. How is he Tomei? So again, if he's if he only saw one or two emissions, then he's only tummy for a day or two, right? Depending on how many days it was. If he saw three emissions, different than a woman who's a zava, that's of course with blood that came out, and a woman is tummy as a full zava that she has to count sinakim only if she saw three days in a row, any amount of dam on three consecutive days. Where a man, a zav, he is if he saw three emissions either on one day or on three separate days. Either way, if he saw three emissions, then he's a full Zav. He also has to count Zion Nikim. However, that's only a Zav who saw it naturally. However, if it was caused by something that he ate, 
if it was caused, that's called an accident, and then he's not Tomei Azuzav. So here the Tanurah Bryce says, how does, the, the emission itself looks different. Rashi says that the uh, uh, Balkari, that means the person who had Sheikh Basar came out of him, however it came out, whatever it is, he's Tomei for the day, whether it was by accident, or whether it was uh, something that he ate, we don't look at that. They don't look the same, Rashi says, uh, they don't come out from the same source in the body, and they don't look the same. The Azov, that the um, Azov's emission uh, looks like uh, the um, the, the uh, barley uh, barley dough water. It's water of barley dough, and um, it's not. Um, uh, it's 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 like beaten up. It's crushed, and it looks like the it looks like the white of an egg that's that's been crushed. Sheikh Vazer, on the other hand, like a semen, looks more like um, it's more viscous. And it looks like the white of an egg that hasn't been crushed. It looks like a plain, a, a regular uh, egg. So that's it. Looks a little bit different. Now, so the shechvazera looks different than the Balke, than the zav, and therefore that's how you could discern if shechvazera came out of him or if zav came out of him. But the difference also is that shechvazera is tummy, no matter whatever the reason was, if he ate or whatever, whatever caused it to come out. But by a zav, it's only tummy if it came out without uh, without without being an accident. Those it wasn't caused by food. So Tanarabban, now we say in the Bryce is six lines from the bottom of the page of the Gemara. Tanarabban Zav Tolan Lov Macho. We uh, we de- we make it dependent on the food. In other words, we consume. If he ate something, ate a lot. Macho. If he ate too much, or he ate many different kinds of foods that caused it, this to happen, and as doctors can tell you, this this can be the cause of that. Then we don't assume that we don't assume that he's tummy. He's not really a Zav. <clears throat> if he didn't have three regular emissions without having been caused by food, then he's a Zav. Another, and he's only a zav, rather, if 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 he had it without any without being caused by food. Elazar ben Pinchas, Omer Mishum Rabbi Yudah ben Beseira, Eimachilon also. Now here he says, Rashi says that Loimachilon. So once he has been defined as a zav, and now he has to keep Zion Akim, he has to be purified for seven days, and he has to be he has to be totally clean for all seven days. If there's a shaila, if he saw. If he had an emission during the seven days, is he only tummy for one day, or does he have to count all seven days over again like a woman would? So that's a different Shiloh, but we're not getting into that now. It's Gemara Nida, but uh, but during the seven days, we want to try to make sure that he doesn't have any more emissions so that he can have seven clean days, and we don't feed him the following foods which also cause emissions. Again, that's an abbreviation. We'll see what those words are. Any other food that might come to bring him to uh, to be uh, to, to heat to be defiled. Lo chagvi, what is that? Lo cholav, not milk. Lo gvina, not uh, cheese. Lo beitzin, not eggs. Lo yai, not wine. All those things can cause can cause him to be to have emissions. Lo gavam, what is gavam? So the gimel is may grease and shall pool. That's uh, the a soup like a liquid of pound made out of pound beans. Ubasa shamen and fat meat. That's the base. And mem is marias fish hash. All those things can cause uh, can cause emissions. Well, called to any other thing that can cause them to defile. Lasuyemai. What does that include? Also, other things. Lasuyemai. The following the things that cause emissions. The Bryce says. These five things cause bring a person to tuma, cause them to have an emission. What are they? Shum garlic. The shalom is pepperwort. Chalag lugos is is purslane. Baitsum, of course, is eggs, and gargir is translated as garden rock, uh, garden garden rocket. It's a kind of an herb. Pusik says in Melachim Beis Vayetze Echad 
Elasada, a person went out to the field, Lalakit Oros, to gather herbs. What kind of what herbs are Oros? Tanamish Medra Mayor, Zegargir. That's this last thing that we mentioned, the garden rocket. That's the a kind of herb that it is. It's defined as a, as a garden rocket. Why is it called that? Why is it called Oros, which is like or enlightenment? It enlightens the eye, presumably improves eyesight. Amrav Huna. Hamotza garger. If you find garger, im yachol laochlo. If you can eat it, if it's edible, whatever. If you're able to eat it, ochlo eat it. Im lav. If you can, mavil gav. At least pass it over your eyes. Maybe rub your rub, rub it on your eyes. That will help your eyesight. Amar papa begargira metzarana. Only what kind? What kind of um, garden rocket are we talking about? One metzarana on on a fence on a border, meaning. Rashi explains, In other words, when plants grow on top of one another, one weakens the other. But if it's on, if you say, if it's on a fence, so to speak, on, on a border between two lands, there's no other plants around it, then it's strong, and that will improve the eyes. a guest, We mentioned before that eggs, eggs is mentioned several times here, and because we said, lo and then he says, lo koldvarim, to include these five things, but Beitza is really one of the ones mentioned before. So eggs clearly can cause that. A person, if you're a guest in somebody's house, don't eat eggs. And also don't sleep in the, um, in, in the owner's, the, the landlord's clothing. Why? Because we're afraid that you might, the, if you eat eggs and you sleep, or you sleep in his clothing, you might have uh, an emission of Sheikh Lazarah, and the Balabias will see that when he puts on his clothes the next day or his bedding, whatever. And be careful, uh, be no modesty when you're in somebody else's house, right? And it's going to be embarrassing. He's going to see, he's going to notice that you left some shikhlazera on the clothing. Uh, Rav, interesting story here. Rav ki mikla le darshish. When he went to darshish, this was a different town in Bubble. He lived in Bubble most of the time, Rav. Machras, he used to call out, man who would marry me for the day? An interesting story here. Uh, there's all kinds of, uh, Sean all talk about this. Some say that it was, um, in order to defend this seemingly strange practice, uh, they say that it was common for the kings or the local mayor, when an important person would come to town, he would send over a girl to keep him company. Uh, and um, uh, the Rabbanim didn't want to be, didn't want to refuse, right? It wouldn't be nice to refuse, that it's a slap on the face to the authorities, so they came, they wanted to always have a wife with them. So he could say, my wife is with me. Don't send me any girls. So Rav who would marry him for the day? And I'm saying the Jewish people, who would marry him for the day? So he shouldn't be without a wife. Rav Nachman Kad Mikkel is Shechon a similar story. When he got to Shechon which is another town in Bavel, who would be my wife for the day? Morris says, how does this make sense? He's going to marry somebody for a day? You know, then and then just for the day, meaning he's just going to be this visiting town for the day. Who would be his wife just for the day, and then he's leaving, so he'll divorce her afterwards. <laughs> so what's this kind of thing? You're marrying somebody to this is like these stories, you know, in Utah or some place where they got families in different states, and one doesn't know about the other. He says, "What do you mean? You marry her for the day and you leave? Maybe she'll have a baby. The baby will grow up." And will marry one of your regular children, not knowing that they're brothers, that they're half brother, half, half brother, half sister. She didn't marry somebody else. 
In other words, when polygamy was mutter, which was mutter in the Torah, you shouldn't do that, you know, just go to another country and then without bringing her back, they won't know. The children might get married to one another. You could turn out that a brother marries a sister. You'll fill a war with Mamzer, because it's a bad practice to have different families in different places with one not knowing about the other. The Pasuk says, the, world, the, the land will be full of lewdness. Will be, it's disgusting. How can you do that? They say, No, they don't do it secretly. They, uh, they announce it. People know this rabbi married, married uh, this woman, so it would be well known. No need to be concerned about that. They all have the same last name, Schwartz, or whatever it is. They all know, you know, they'll, they'll know about it. Ivan Rava, wait a minute, but Tavuli Nase, you just got to walk in there and get married that day? I mean, if, if, if a woman uh, was accorded and uh, she agreed to get, Tavuli Nase, he wanted to get married to her, Venice Pison, she agreed, Shivayam. Shivanakim, she has to wait Shivanakim because there's a concern. Oh, that since she's so excited, she's marrying this rabbi, marrying somebody, whoever it is, if you marry somebody so excited, maybe she became a Nida because of that. She got excited and therefore he can't live with her anyway. She has to wait, you have to wait Shivanakim. And here he hasn't been married to her yet. So she's got to wait, um, right? She's got to wait Shivanakim. Yom maybe she's Adam. So how could he live with her anyway? So the answer, so that answering Mars is Rabbanan. No, it wasn't like she just agreed to now. Rabbanan, we do have a mother, Lahu. Rabbanan, when they were coming to that town, they sent, uh, they made, they made, uh, they sent a notice in advance. They were Modia, the world, the, 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 the city that they're coming to. So it was agreed to. Since the, the Rabbanan would make it known that they were going to get married to this person. And they would send the shliach in advance to let them know and arrange it so that it wasn't like a sudden thing. Fine. So she agreed. Still, the problem is she agreed to marry him for one day. Okay, she agreed in advance. So you're not worried about being a nida. But, uh, so that's one way to answer this. But she agreed to marry him for a day. Or you could say, he didn't really live with her anyway. He just remiachered her as a wife. So maybe to give an answer to whatever, she shouldn't be alone. In other words, his his, um, his sexual urges are, are are greater when he doesn't have a wife. When he has a wife, so he knows it's like pasmasal, it's like having bread in your basket. Having bread in your basket, you're not hungry, you know you can always eat. If you have no bread, you're hungry, right? So simply, so according to this last answer, he didn't really live with her anyway. He didn't live with her. Maybe he just, just came to town and he took her for a wife and he's not supposed to live with her during the first seven days. Again, we're talking about where you're in Anida. Um, uh, Anida in the time of the Gemara, in the Quintet Al-Alacha, is Anida for seven days. Not like today. Today, we've discussed this many times. Today, a woman is, uh, that keeps Zion Akim as a possible Zava because she's not sure if she's Anida or a Zava. But Menat Torah, Anida is for seven days. But the point is so, maybe Itaka didn't live with her. Just, uh, just set her up. They didn't get. They didn't really sleep together. If a person's married, he doesn't have the same desire. So therefore, it was just a healthy thing that a person should always have a wife. Whatever the reason was why he did it, either because uh, that he shouldn't have uh, other urges or to pacify the townspeople or whatever. But uh, this was uh, something that they did, and we're talking here about, uh, obviously we're talking about Sheikh Vazera and about uh, B, etc. Tosa goes through a long arichas about different questions and um, about uh, its possibility that, uh, that the issue of waiting the seven days, because of Chiva, that's possibly only if 
only if uh, he's never been married before, but here these rabbis were married before. You know, the point is that they took precautions, uh, and there was certainly there was no concern about having uh, you know having children from this lady, and the, his children and his other town wouldn't know about these children. Of course, they took care that that shouldn't happen. Back to the coin um, Godel during the seven days of preparation before Yom Kippur. And now they returned to Zikne Bezdin, who had taught him halachas, and um, they, 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 you know, they told him about, you know, read the halachas of Yom Kippur, the avoda, and read the psukim, and uh, they, they made sure that he knew uh, all the rules. Now they gave him back to the Zikne Kuhn, they brought him up to the Aliyah to the upper chamber of Beis Aftinas, where the Beis Aftinas we learned before, those are the people who, who compounded the Ketoris, the incense. And, and this is important for him to learn now how to handle the incense, because he had to manipulate the incense, the Melochofna of the handfuls of incense on Yom Kippur without dropping any. So he had a, they brought him up there, Vizhbiyu, and they forswore him. What, what did they make him swear? We'll see in a minute. Venifru, then, so after the Zikne Bezdin taught him the halachas, they brought him up to Beis Aftinas to learn about the incense. Those were the incense makers in, in that, uh, in that uh, chamber. And they made him swear, and then they left the Halchulahem. And then they left. They left him after they taught him the stuff. They, they forswore him, and then they left. The Amrlo, what was this? What was this? What did they make him swear? They adjured him to the following. Ishi Kohen Gadol, Sir Kohen Gadol, Anu Bezdin, we are the messengers of Bezdin. And you are our shliach. We'll see what this really means. You are our shliach. You're really the shliach of Hashem, but we'll see. You are our shliach and shliach of We are making you swear. We're swearing in the name of the Lord who made his name, who dwelt his name in this house. That you shouldn't change anything from all the lachas that we that that we learn. Tomorrow we'll explain because the tzedukim had a different felt there was a different procedure on uh, as to um, as to how the um, the ktoris was brought in the kachet kachim on Yom Kippur. They felt that it was put on the hot coals before he went into the kachet kachim because the pasuk says uh, it will be a cloud. So the cloud has to be there. The cloud of the smoke will be there before he goes into the Kachim Kachim. That's not the way, that's not the Allah Misinai, but rather he puts Mala Oshim, which is that herb, into the uh, into the um, uh, coal, hot, uh, onto the Ktoras on the hot coals in the Kachim Kachim. In other words, he comes into the Kachim Kachim and it's not on the hot coals. He puts it on the hot coals where nobody could see him in the kachim kachim. Not that he puts it on the hot coals before, like the tzedukim, and then comes into kachim kachim. But rather, he goes into kachim kachim, and there he puts the incense on the uh, on the uh, coals and adds the mala oshan to make it rise. So, um, so they they were swarm. In other words, they're swearing, making him swear that he's not a tzeduki, that he's not going to do anything different than they taught him. Because uh, you know they can't see it. It's in, in the kachukachim. It's closed off. He's the only one in there. So they're making him swear that he's going to do it properly. And then, so after they make him swear, who parish he got? He he. At that point, he leaves them after he after they forswore him. He leaves and he cries because they were suspected him of being a tzuki. And they also uh, they when they leave, they also cry because. Uh, they 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 cry because 
that they suspected him of being at Stuki. The fact that they had to forswear him, that means that the, he's under suspicion of being at Stuki. And maybe there were Choshe Bikshayim, that he wasn't at Stuki. And the uh, rule is that a Choshe Bikshayim, the Gemara tells us, Loko Bagufo, he gets, he's smitten on his body. He has a body ailment because of that, as we saw by Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu said, about Israel, maybe they won't believe me. And to that, Hashem made his uh, hand turn vine yado mitzaraz kashel, it goes white as snow. That was a punishment for being Choshe Bikshayim. So, uh, so they both go off crying. The Kohen Gal goes off crying, and the Zikne Bezin goes off crying. Im if he was a learned man, Doresh, he darshans. In other words, it's important for him to stay awake and, and, um, uh, and to learn, say the halachas, and, or darshan about anything. The main thing is make, not to let him fall asleep. He gave a drasha. If he wasn't a then they give a drasha for him. He should listen. One way or another, he should either give a drasha or listen to a drasha that he shouldn't fall asleep. Right? He uh, said, the whole Leil Yom Kippur, this is the night of Yom Kippur. As they, as they leave him, they take their leave of him. And uh, the, the evening going into Yom Kippur, as he, after he learned the, base, the rules in the base of Tinas, they they take their leave and uh, they learn with him the whole evening. Presumably that means the eve of Yom Kippur going into the night. And uh, he darshans or they darshan if he can't. If he can't darshan but he knows how to read the psukim that he reads, keep him awake. What do they read in front of him if he can't read? If he reads himself or he darshans himself, obviously it can't, it's hard to fall asleep while you're talking, while you're darshaning or while you're reading the psukim. But if they read in front of him, what do they read? They read those parts of Nach, Eov and Ezra and Divrei because those are interesting, right? He says, Rashi says, because those are things which are Moshe uh, Chalev. They're interesting. Um, uh, Rashi says, um, They'll keep him from falling asleep. There are good stories there. Zechariah ben Kavutalomer, he said that many times, Karisi lefana ben Daniel, I read in front of him, in front of Daniel. This, the Farshim say, interesting, Daniel, the first seven prakim of Daniel are in Aramaic. So this again shows us how some of these Kohanim Gdolimists in the time of the second base of Migdash were so unlearned they didn't even know Hebrew. They didn't know Hebrew. They knew Aramaic, which was the uh, language of the time, the lingua franca. They, that's what they spoke. So he said he read them Daniel. That at least they understood. That would keep them awake. If you read him something they wouldn't understand, they might fall asleep. So again, this was, a, this was all the procedure going into, uh, going into Yom Kippur. All right, we'll pick from here tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Take care. Beautiful. Thank you.